Attention everyone, say goodbye to the Jake Peralta you know and love. For today is the day I forever change. Ooh, are you finally growing a mustache? No, you know I can't do that and it's cruel of you to keep bringing it up. This envelope contains the inheritance my uncle left me. He died a year ago. He was so rich, he had a whole room in his house just to eat in. You mean like a dining room? Yeah but in Manhattan. Oh, dang. Now, just because I'm definitely rich now doesn't mean I'm gonna forget my roots. You all get something, so fire away. Jake, your friendship is gift enough for me. Friendship is crap. I want a Ducati Monster A21. All right, Rosa gets a motorcycle. Oh, cool, I want a fast sports car. Come on, you could be honest. I want old expensive books, I'll send you a list. There you go. Now, let's find out what I'm worth. Uh, I'm too nervous to open it, Sarge, you do it. Okay. It's stock. One million shares! Oh my god! A blockbuster video stock. Oh. What? Is that bad? I still have a blockbuster card. What happened to blockbuster? <laughs> oh my that god. is a, a funny clip because it really illustrates <laughs> what value is and uh, what it's not. And to break down today's economy and to do an economic update, we have Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. <laughs> That, that was a funny clip. <laughs> so funny. My, and what's funny is, I mean, you talk about Blockbuster I, all the time. I use that example all the time. My daughter said, did you know that's part of the, the show? I've never watched this this show, Brooklyn something, another. But um, I've seen clips of it on you know social media and stuff. She sent that to me. And I, I, I want to break down a definition real quick. I hear people say sometimes in the comments, like, I don't know if this is a good time for me to be buying silver. I don't have a lot of, of money. Or I don't know if God wants me buying silver. God's got this other plant. And it's it's a funny thing because I think in people's minds, they'll look at like at, at reallocating funds from a, a, a fiat currency that's crashing. Like it's safe if it's somewhere like this because there's familiarity. But they look at it like I'm buying stakes or I might be eating, or I'm buying a car, or I'm buying, you know, uh, ice cream, or, you know, things that just go away versus just changing something. Can you work on our vocabulary a little bit? Because when you're moving from this to this, what actually is happening? Or stocks or, to or, 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 or your or, retirement to this. Or, or this or, to uh, Apple stock, mm -hmm. or, or this to, you know, whatever. You know, this to, you know, I don't know, $10,000 worth of ammo you know, that you're going to store up and then trade for something else, you know, in the future, like, like whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good, really good point. Because if somebody would say, I'm going to buy a house, they, they automatically assume, oh, this is going to be an investment, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, if you're buying anything else, people automatically assume, oh, this is going to go down, right? It's just mm -hmm. a waste of money. It's going to extinguish itself, right? So, so the way I would look at it is we're, we're repositioning, we're just kind of repurposing the cash that you could stay in that's coming down into mm -hmm. something that's going to grow. So you're, you're reallocating, you're repositioning. It's not, I would take, it's a good, good point, David. I would take the term buy out of it because mm -hmm. sometimes that has a negative word. Um, like for example, if you went to the doctor because you had heart issues or something and the doctor says, you've got to stop buying candy and you need to start mm -hmm. buying right? It's like, you wouldn't think anything of that, right? It's like, oh, I'm just, I'm just trying to get healthy, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we're doing the same thing when you reallocate and reposition out of a sinking paper asset, out of stocks, bonds, mutual funds that are sinking, 
um, to go into something that's going to grow. Just say you're repurposing, repositioning, transitioning into something that's better and, and getting rid of the of the garbage in your life and just reallocating into something that's good. Just like if you were sick and the doctor said, stop buying candy, start buying broccoli, right? So, yeah. Well, I think fun- fundamentally you, you, you buy liabilities and you reallocate into assets. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, a liability is going to go down. It's not worth anything in the, in, in the future or it's, it's, it's unnecessary. You know, you're mm-hmm. buying something that you could maybe live without. Like I don't have a, I don't have enough money to, you know, uh, invest, you know, right now, but like, like when you look at it as a liability versus something that's going to be appreciating, but they don't look at their stocks necessarily that same way. And I just think it's, there's a, there's a million forms of currencies, you know, out there. It's not just dollars and cash currencies. Also like Stacy's respect for me is like a currency because it's valuable. And if I lost it, what would I do to get it back? So it has value you know, to it. There's a million, you know, having clean water to drink and air to breathe. If you have any air, that's a currency. You know, all these things are, are a thing. If, if, if you're in a, in a country, if you're like in Zimbabwe, when everything's crashing and you could get, get out of that currency and put it into a diamond and maybe you leave the country and you got like a hundred dollars cash in your pocket, but you got a giant diamond, you know, it's like, well, whatever nation you end up landing in as you escape, you know, there's the, value for it there. Then you you can turn that mm-hmm. into a currency in that new country and a home and, you know, whatever else. So you could take your whole net worth and sum it up in one diamond that might be worth $100,000, you know, when you get to wherever you're going. Mm-hmm. So that kind of idea, we're going through this storm right now. And it's like people need to have mm-hmm. something that has value on that other side. When you get out of Zimbabwe and you get to Germany or whatever your story was, do you have something that you can convert and rebuild your life in Germany? Such a great point. Right. I mean, there's a time and a place for everything, right? I mean, it's not that there, to me, there's no such thing as a bad investment. There's just bad timing for investments. And so as time goes on, there's a time when we would want to be in stocks, bonds, mutual funds. But I look at policy. I look at at public policy. I look at legislation. I look at economics, right? It's like, okay, when would be the time to buy houses or stocks or bonds or mutual funds. Well, basically dumbing it down to just a few things, when you have lowering taxes, lowering interest rates and job creation, when you have those, people spend money. When people spend money, corporate revenues go up and corporate revenues go up, stock prices go up, right? Mm -hmm. So, So there's a time for that. Now, housing is an interesting one. I just saw this report this morning, actually. Um, Robert Schiller from Yale He's like the the best housing forecaster on the planet, has been for decades, right? And he has the Case-Shiller Index, and they look at housing and new mortgage applications and number of, you know, the health of the real estate market. Well, basically what he came out with this morning, because where we are with interest rates, we're at this point of critical mass, and that is the 10-year rally in U.S. home prices is, is coming to an end because people are now tapped out. With where housing prices have gone to, coupled with the higher rates, it just becomes unaffordable, right? Mm-hmm. So so if you're looking to sell a house, I would do it now, right? I, I don't think I would wait six months or a year down the road. So when I give that kind of advice, because, you know, for, for months now, for like the last 10 or so, as interest rates have been rising, um, people could still afford to buy a house because interest rates were so low. But now they've hit a point where they're really tapped out. Mm-hmm. Rates are much higher. It's like, oh, we've hit that point of critical mass. Mm-hmm. right? It's like 
if you're really skinny and you bought some jeans that were too big for you, <laughs> I can I can still get a little bit fatter and I'm still gonna fit. Right? <laughs> I just try to use use analogies I can relate to. I've been there. Yeah, especially Thanksgiving oh or something like that. Where your sweats. But we're now at the point of you're about to bust your seams. You can't <laughs> those jeans. You just gotta size up, right? So. So this is where we are with the housing market. It's like you can't add any more debt. You can't add any more interest mm-hmm. rate because people are tapped out. So therefore, the prices just have to simply come down because the, the news is coming out this week um, with all kinds of different countries that are actually having this interest rate conversation. Japan, the Bank of Japan is meeting. The Federal Reserve is meeting. The European Central Bank is meeting. And we're about to hit this point of, are we going to pivot? Are we Mm. going to start seeing rates pause or come down? We're not going to see rates come down anytime soon. We we simply are not because they haven't actually killed inflation yet. So now what they're all saying is, okay, for for this upcoming month and probably through September, we're probably going to keep raising rates another quarter of a point. It's like, oh, boy. We're at that point of critical mass where you can't fit into the genes anymore, right? And so, <laughs> so this is why case the, the Robert Schiller was saying, I think the housing market has reached its peak. Ten years of of kind of continuous growth over because every one of these countries, this isn't just a Federal Reserve decision. This is this is all countries, kind of all central banks, sort of going down this path together because they have to. So the way that it works is let's say last last month was an anomaly in, in the interest rate world because the Fed paused rates, but every other country decided we got <laughs> to raise rates because we haven't actually fixed inflation, right? So now the when, when that happens, what happens? If other countries raise rates, then foreign capital inflow are going to go into those con- countries where the rates are higher because there's a higher yield. So right. therefore, this is why every country tends to raise rates at the same time. Every country seems to lower rates at the same time. So this, because they, they're, it's a competitive world. They're competing for the world capital inflows. Oddly enough, this is why the BRICS nations meeting next month in August, what are they saying about their currency? They want the inflows coming in to their currency, right? So what are they doing? They're backing theirs with gold, Mm. right? It's like, okay, we got to add something here. We have to add some icing on this cake. We have to dangle the carrot there. We have to try to get more capital inflows when everybody's raising rates, raising rates, raising rates. See, Japan tried to buck this trend, and this is what this article is talking about. They've had 15 months in a row where they haven't raised rates. Because they were tr- they're they're in so much debt as a country that they already knew it's like we're host. If we raise rates, we're cooked, right? Because okay. Tokyo like the most expensive city in the world to live in, right? So if you raise rates, when to get a house in Japan is usually a two to three generation um, note. Wow! Not just a person signing a thirty year mortgage. You've got to have your kids. Potentially, <laughs> you're holding a newborn baby. Like oh. You're going to be in debt and your children are in debt. Congratulations. I mean, they're on the hook for like easily 50, 60, 70 year mortgages wow. because they can't fit it all into a 30 year mortgage because the rates would be too, the, the payments would be too high. 
So they've got these multi-generational mortgages. This is how bad it's gotten there. And they're trying to have policy to fix the situation. But now they realize it didn't actually do anything. We have no money coming into Japan. So now they're going to start to raise rates. And when you raise rates on top of that debt, this is the problem that we're seeing globally. This is the problem where debt always, you have to pay the piper, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And we're seeing that. And we're seeing that here with the real estate market is about to hit the skid. So if if you're wanting to buy a house, here's the catch 22. I would wait a little bit. If you're trying to sell a house, I would sell it now. But it's like, wait a second. You just told the people who are going to buying to wait and the people to sell, sell it now. It's like, mm-hmm. they're not going to be buyers. Yeah. This is going to be tough, right? This is why mm-hmm. why prices have to come down to get people to afford their houses. So fortunately for most people, the housing market's been so hot and overheated for the last few years that, you know, we were talking to producer Colton earlier and looking at houses and he's seen some houses double over the last mm-hmm. few years, right? Mm-hmm. So people have some space to actually come down and still be okay, but- People who bought last year, no, they're not going to be okay. Right? They're going to sell at a loss. Yeah, it's kind of a situation where people that are buying buying a home now, like if you know, uh, say they have a you know seven eighty credit score or something like that, they're probably getting the kind of a mortgage rate you've got in the past of like someone in the six fifties or like a you know marginal you know credit, like a high risk mm-hmm. kind of loan is what is the best you can get now interest rate. And so you look at those payments, you ever look at those like mortgage payment calculators. Okay. How much you're putting down? What interest rate are you getting? Like every percent you change in there, your payment just goes up, mm-hmm. but the house didn't change. Right. It's not like, well, your payment's $500 a month more now. Well, did they add something? No. Is there a pool? No, nothing mm-hmm. changed. This is $500 a month more payment for the same home, and, you know, and, and you don't have a higher, you know, risk, uh, or, you know, liability or your credit score is the mm-hmm. same. The home didn't change. But the payment goes up every time that they are, are making that risk. So, so the people in the market that were looking a year ago now they're looking at a different house mm-hmm. because with the same payment and budget. Well, it's true. I mean, and and I was just in in your neck of the woods. I was in 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 Missouri over the weekend. Um, did a little fly fishing. It was nice. But I was looking at houses there. Right. It's like not to buy, just to to look at the markets. Right. And mm-hmm. it's so much less expensive than it is in Denver. Because if you look at Denver real estate, you know, and an average house downtown is like one to two million dollars. It's insane. Right. And at seven percent interest, it's like, man, when you go to the, you know, expected, you know, what's this going to cost you every mm-hmm. month? Fifteen, eighteen thousand dollar a month mortgage where it's like more like five 15. or six thousand. Wow. How can people afford to live? Right? Fifteen thousand dollar a month mortgage. I mean, it's insane. It's insane. You have to be but, a Biden or an Obama or or a, an Al Gore living on the coast, somebody like that to afford that kind of thing. I mean, but this is just regular. I mean, Denver's not a, a coastal city. Mm. It's not San Francisco. It's not New York. It's not Beverly Hills. It's not LA. It's not, it's just Denver, right? But yet the yeah. price is going through the roof. And this is why society can no longer handle these prices. And this is partly why they just simply need to come down. We've had 10 years of uninterrupted growth. This goes back to your first statement. It's like, we're not telling people to buy anything. We're telling people to simply lock in profits and go into something that's growing. Buy low, sell high, Mm -hmm. right? Right. We're allocating, we're repositioning into strength because that's how people minimize their risk. 
you know, when you held up that dollar and, and a, a silver coin, mm-hmm. view it as we are buying something here. Just like we're getting rid of this worthless piece of, of paper mm-hmm. and reallocating yeah. into something that's going to have value and it's going to grow. Yeah. That's all that we're doing. Same thing with housing. You're locking in your profits and you're going to go into something because normally what people do is like, oh, this our price, our home is sky high. Let's sell it. Let's sell it, babe. Let's get out of this mm-hmm. thing, right? And what do you do? You maybe rent for a little bit and then buy something when the prices come down. There's, there's, but people don't look at that word buy as a negative. They look at that as wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. This is why I'm doing the mm-hmm. same thing, reallocating into wisdom, reallocating into strength to take advantage of these markets so they don't take advantage of you. Man, that is so good. So if you're watching today and thinking, man, I want to reallocate, I want to reposition myself during this time, you can get a hold of Dr. Kirk by going to flyovergold.com. When you do, you just scroll down to the bottom. There's a place you can fill out your information. When you do that, someone from Dr. Kirk's team will get a hold of you to set up a free consultation. It doesn't cost any money whatsoever to find out what your options are, or you can also call 720-605-3900. Do it. Do it right away. We're so glad that we did. And everyone that we talked to at every event, anytime that we're out and about, Dr. Kirk and his team always yep. come up because people are so glad that they did it. So- Let me ask you one more question as we close. You know, this is something that we do every month because it's a predetermined financial framework of like, okay, we're going to take and do this on a regular basis and take advantage of these low prices. Like right now, you know, silver's still 25 bucks or less. Just just real quick off the top of your head, how many of your, of your clients just buy one time ever and that's it? And then what's like the average comeback? So I talk to people at events they're thinking more like we do where it's like, this is something I can chop at, but what's the average off the top of your head, the people number of times that, that they do additional transactions with you. You know, off the top of my head, um, obviously we've, we've had clients for, I mean, just say over the last few years, so we don't even go back way back into history. Cause I've been doing this for 29 years, but over the last three years, clients that we've had in that time, probably purchased five to seven times since then. Yeah. Wow. I'd say 80% of our clients will do multiple purchases just like that. Right. So mm-hmm. it's very rare that you, that somebody says, I'm only going to buy once and that's it. Why? It's so you don't buy stock just once you continue, mm-hmm. right? People right. are doing the same thing with gold and silver. So, so the average person probably were at five to seven times now over the last few years. And it's literally, 80% of our clients wow. are multiple purchasers. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would, I would venture so based on the conversations that we have with people. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at this day and you're like, I don't know. If you get over that hurdle once and you're like, oh, that was really easy. Yep. Oh, I feel actually a lot of peace because I got something that has a really high floor, no matter what craziness is going on right now. Get over that first mm-hmm. hump. Do it once. At least have the consultation. Go to flyovergold.com. Put in your information. Have the consultation. See what's involved. You know, and then and then make a decision, mm-hmm. but make a decision knowing the information. So you also point. give them a call, 720-605-3900. Do it today. Set it up this week. Make that move. Don't procrastinate. And then make your own decision, what you guys want to do. Dr. Kirk, thank you for being so unselfish mm-hmm. with your time, your energy, not with us, but with all of your clients. It's always such a good feeling to hear from people that are connected with you. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what am I going to do about my finances? You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how. In 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. 
wow. you can buy the, the jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a <laughs> handkerchief, but the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it, and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com. Dot com, fill out your information for a free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did. Hello, Flyover family. Join me every Wednesday for the Prophetic Report at 1111 Central. You can find it on Rumble. You can find it on the Flyover app. We have such an incredible time of hearing from all of these different prophetic voices like Robin Bullock, Julie Green, Barry Wunsch, Amanda Grace, and Hank Kuhneman. Every week, it's either five or six different prophets that are speaking. And what's interesting is God is speaking through them. And all of these voices come together like puzzle pieces. It is so exciting to hear what the Lord is saying. We're hearing from medical. We're hearing from military intelligence. We're hearing from the financial world. We're hearing from mainstream media. But the most important is, what is God saying? He has not fallen off the throne. He's not nervous. He's not chewing his nails. He is in control. He has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. What a great time to be alive. And I'm so excited for you to join me every Wednesday at 1111. All right, let's get our stuff together here. Hi, I'm David White. <laughs> <laughs> If we can skip the hi, my name's David part, because that's where I got it tend to derail. Hi. But I did good. See, look. First thing it says, say your name. Say your name. Say your name, David. Have you been wondering what to do with the spare time you have on Saturday mornings? Have I got a way for you to fill that time? Not cleaning your garage, folding your laundry, or doing something with yourself. Filling your head with worthless information about... What may or may not have happened 5,000 years ago. Have you ever wondered about ancient civilizations or about chemtrails in the sky? Or have you ever had a friend at at school talk to you about... Friend at school. (laughs) (laughs) Some days when you're sitting there with your lunch pail and you're talking to your friend at school, they bring up your flat earth and you think it's a flat I don't know if your flat earth is flat or not. I don't know. Alligators are angry because they got all those teeth and no toothbrush. And it's all true. And we talk about it every Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We're talking about Rubik's cubes and stuff. <laughs> we like to have conversations with people that have made documentaries, written books. Oh, this is terrible. I can like feel myself hating watching this later. Okay, give me a swoosh. Let's do this thing for real this time. I got a show for you. <laughs> my, hang on, my, my eyes red now. You won't be able to tell in there. Peter can fix it. You can run it through a filter. Can you run it through the Brad Pitt filter and get rid of my red eyes? 
I'm probably doing the world a disservice. <laughs> <laughs>